Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, hour number two. We have Josh Bernstein here, one of our regular hosts. He's on usually the second hour now on Fridays. Had to be in Texas, so he'll be here for the first half hour for two segments. Josh, you're an amazing uh, broadcaster, geopolitical analyst, and also the representative for the uh, AMAC.us, the Association yep. for Mature American Citizens.us. And you can offer a free membership to anybody listening if they do what? Well, we are the conservative alternative to uh, AARP, and so we're a seniors-based organization for folks 50 years of age and older, and anytime we lobby on behalf of Washington and Congress, it is to provide seniors with more power, more choice, and, of course, more freedom in their health care choices and decisions. So folks can go to amac.us, again, www.amac.us, or you can call toll-free 888 262 2006 again 888-262-2006 tell them they heard Josh Bernstein on the Dr. Bill Deagle show and we'll even give you a free membership absolute free membership no strings attached even if you have AARP and you just want to try something different then I encourage you to go to amac.us or call 888-262-2006 now I want you to talk about some of the latest issues that are cooking we have of course the tax reform bills that are hanging now that look like we hope to get some bipartisan support to move these through. If not a full bill, a bunch of smaller bills that will get it done. We have the President's move on uh, allowing competition across state lines for health care, which I think is an excellent thing. I've been literally screaming this through the airways for at least six months, and I'm glad he's moved forward and realized you can't do a, a radioactive giant health bill. Uh, I know that the, the AMAC has a wonderful plan that actually could work to actually fix health care and then gradually bring in preventive health care like we talked about in the video I presented that's on our website that I co-worked with Dr. Ron Clatch in the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, president and founder. Um, that I want you to kind of maybe mention something about that. And then finally, we want to hear about your issues regarding the latest thing with the Mandalay Bay Massacre and, and to tease out some of the issues that are going on there because we're both yeah. Second Amendment right uh, supporters but there's much broader issues. A lot of people want to react and just say, you know, I can see 
bringing in the 1934 uh, law that, that stops auto, fully automatic weapons. But beyond that, we do not want any encroachment on the Second Amendment right. We do want to have, I believe, instead of registering guns, how about registering or you want to call it monitoring people? And I say uh, metadata, money, and mental health. Uh, this gentleman yeah, we was on. We don't need to um, register handguns or rifles or any kind right. of gun. We may right. want to register Democrats, though. That might be a good, <laughs> good place to Well, we need a monitor. I believe that metadata, which we already have, and uh, for example, this gentleman just with the two triggers, buying a whole lot of guns and being on this drug. You didn't need to have a, a formal diagnosis going through HHS or whatever or his medical database to indicate that he needed to have a surveillance. And if they had they would have picked up a lot more data to indicate this guy was dangerous. Because he bought a lot of bomb materials. He bought, he did other things that would have otherwise tweaked and realized this guy's dangerous. So, to me, that's part of it. The other thing is we need anti-ballistic systems, which I've talked about here in the show and other times, and I'll, I'll bring this up in, again in hour three with Pastor Butch Pa, such as my yeah. laser net interceptor system and so on, and systems we could put in a room that would create a smoke cloud, flashing lights and a knockdown agent if you break through the Lexan windows. Every hotel room should have these. You break through a window, you're going to get knocked to the ground with smoke, and you're going to get a knockdown agent, and you're not going to be able to fall out the window or shoot anybody. So it's not going to be high ground in a street down below anywhere. That should be a, a must. But this idea well, of reflexly thinking registering things, guns is, is crazy, so I want you yeah. to respond to that. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, that we have to watch out for is what happened after 9-11. After 9-11 happened... The next thing you know, we have the Patriot Act. And, uh, you know, anyone that's really taken a good, close look at that, it's, it's not really for patriotism. You know, it's no, for surveillance. No. So the last thing we want to do is now have metal detectors everywhere we go. We don't want to have no, you know, no, a no. socialist type of, you know, police state. And no, I you, don't, you that, don't need you know, that. That's what the left wants. They want to, you know, jump the gun on that. Yeah, uh, you... And so I don't think that that's the way to go at all. No, you don't need that. In fact, if you just look at social media... Uh, purchases online, uh, co comments made in various blogs. That's enough data to tweak it up, especially with the drug registry. Certain classes of drugs, we know this man now, I think was on a benzo or a benzo and an SSRI drug, are the kind of drugs that de-repress people that come back from the vets, vets that have been through post-traumatic stress, and come back and kill themselves or their family. Um, in fact, one of the, our, our only caller, we usually don't have callers in the first hour, called in specifically from Nova Scotia, Canada, and he was taking one of these drugs, and he ended up ending up in prison because he had a violent act against someone and ended up with four years in prison. So people need to understand, when you're dealing with these kinds of issues, you have to realize you've got a sick population. And if you can identify who's sick, and you can't just wait till they get a formal diagnosis from a doctor, but you don't need to have a surveillance system. In fact, the, and we're going to talk about this with Pastor Butch, Bob, when you actually re register and remove guns, you increase gun violence by up to 300% or more. So the gun-free zones are where either, either Islamic terrorists or anybody else who's crazy is going to do something. Uh, if you have places like even New Hampshire where Bernie Sanders is from, the homes where don't have a gun are protected by the fact that enough of the citizens have guns. You can't tell what home is going to have an armed person that can shoot you, grandma with her gun, 86 years of age, trying to rob her. So the fact is because, you know, Bernie's in a state where there's enough people with guns legally that they're protected. So you don't want to start finding the state. In fact, the reason why they put the Second Amendment is there is to protect us from government, not by government. Exactly. No, you're absolutely correct. And look, 
the concert, the uh, the, nine, the Route 91 Festival concert, was in a gun-free zone. And uh, again, if you remember back to James Holmes, the the Joker, you know, the one that went into the movie theater, he he found the one in the Denver Aurora area that was uh, in a gun-free zone. And again, the reason he did that is because he didn't want to meet an armed resistance. He wanted to be able to accomplish what well, he did, and he was able to do that. So again, when you're when when you don't have guns uh, in public places, you're creating an environment that uh, you know makes it for a dangerous situation, and that's exactly what we saw. Now, granted, you know he was on the 32nd floor, so maybe some ex-military or ex-police officers or off-duty officers maybe could have gotten a shot on him direct. But again, he was 32 floors up, so maybe it couldn't have been you know uh, prevented to begin with. But at least the fact that if there was guns in the area and people were allowed to carry handguns or whatever, then, you know, we would not be seeing these mass shootings on a grand scale as we do. And let's not forget that the media blows this up. I mean, truly, if you look at FBI statistics, uh, when people are shot and killed in, in groups of five or more, yeah. uh, it is extremely, extremely rare. But again, yeah, when yeah. it does happen, they blow it up all over the place to make it seem like it's happening every day all over the place. Yeah, exactly, yeah. One of the things I think is important is that people have to parse the problem down correctly. They have to understand guns don't kill people. Uh, people are untrained kill people because they have an accident, which is it happens to children today, and that person not properly storing the gun. But it's, it's basically criminals, crazy people, and uh, people that have an agenda such as uh, radical Islam or any other radical group or drug yeah. cartel like MS-13. Well, there's, been, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not he was actually a convert. Um, ISIS yeah, the, claimed that six yeah, they're claiming ago, it. That, he, uh, that, he con- that he converted. He even gave him a, a name, Abdul Abbar al-Amriki, which means the American. So I don't know. I, I think that, you know, a lot of I'm tilting toward the fact that he probably was a covert convert, but the other thing I always get concerned about, was there, a, was there another person involved, or did he get other well, sources, for example? another person involved. Someone knows something, because, again, the receipt in the hotel room said room service <laughs> for two. Unless he was just really, really hungry, knew he was going to go out in a blaze of glory and wanted extra food, but that doesn't make sense. So more than likely, there was somebody in the room with him. Um, I believe that if not Mary Lou Danley being the source of knowing what's going on, maybe her ex-husband. Geary Danley, if you look at his social media, it is just littered with anti-Trump, you know, impeach Trump, resist Trump, Trump this, Trump that. The entire Facebook life is just... You're talking about the ex uh, ex uh, of... That's interesting. ex-husband radicalized her and then wow. radicalized him. That's a possibility. Yeah, well, my guess is that the other gentleman probably got away and he was probably the, uh, if you want to call the guy that was a door monitor or somewhere else in the hotel or watching things. And he probably got away. Yeah, lots to this, isn't there? There's got to be, there's got to be surveillance that uh, is going to show more than one person there. Stay right there. We'll be back in a couple minutes. What fully cool? Welcome back, and uh, we have Josh back with his brilliant questions and comments. 
one of the things you have to do is imagineer the future of where we have drones, autonomous robots, maybe even cyborgs or part animal or human. We have to realize that the world it depends on how we engineer in our thoughts and the questions we ask as to where we're going to go as a nation. We, do, we, we don't want to have people with fully automatic weapons, uh, whether it's a bomb stock or some other technology, but we don't want a drug gun registry. We'll not solve the problem. In fact, this event, if you wanted to create chaos and you wanted to create a 2020 event that could precipitate eventually civil war, is try to start seizing the guns of 94 million armed Americans and 23 million uh, uh, right now citizen uh, veterans. We have, I've had legal experts on the program, and I'll get them back on, an attorney for a legal group actually fighting for, I think, something like 264,000 vets that have had their legal rights to carry guns or even buy ammo taken away simply because their wife handles their bills or they had a temporary period of depression or they were diagnosed even for a few months as having post-traumatic stress and coming back from a field of operations. So let's deal with these issues, Josh, because what I see happening is they, we don't want to see what I call the Pelosiization of the gun issue, where they seize on it during an emotional time we should be grieving. Instead of talking about solutions to the problem, they want to go gun-grabbing crazy, and it will actually increase the danger of, number one, uh, killers and drug, drug cartels and MS-13 and Muslims doing real bad stuff. They have 40 training camps, including what's it called? Uh, uh, it's, I think it's called Islamabad, just outside New York City, is one example. Yeah, Islamabad. So, yeah. So I want you to kind of answer that. Tell us what you think. Well, I think there's no question. Uh, it, it's kind of like Rahm Emanuel once famously said: "Never let a good crisis go to waste." And uh, this is certainly uh, a situation in which they're advantage of people's fears, and they want to try to pass some type of gun control. But hopefully, because we do have a strong Second Amendment supporter in the White House, uh, that this will fall on deaf ears. Uh, I do worry, though, that they may try to do something minor, like as far as the bump stock is concerned. But I think overall, I, at least I would hope, that there's enough um, gun-supporting senators and, and House members that uh, this would not go anywhere. But right. look, I, I don't think this is a gun problem. I think this is a people problem. And I exactly. think more than anything else, we need to have more guns in society, not less guns in society. Well, because an armed society is a polite society. Right. And by the way, it's not just armed with guns. I'd like to see a massive explosion that we call non-lethal weapon systems. For example, uh, little air uh, guns that can actually fire a little pellet that can hit you and can knock you down with a knockdown agent or make you temporarily, you know, can't do things. Maybe it burns your eyes so you can't see. But uh, non-lethal weapon systems need to be offered to the police. We also need to make sure the police have high-velocity protection, three, level 3 body armor, which the police departments can't buy, level 3 body armor cars so they go into a kill zone. They don't get killed by these gangs with high-velocity guns. They need to have a civilian, uh, what we'll call militia, not the brown shirts that Obama's talking about, but where it goes through the sheriff. For example, I'm going to sign up as a trauma doctor yeah, so that I can assist through the sheriff, and if the police contact the sheriff, hey, I'm in a kill zone area, there's two squad cars of you know four policemen are caught in the downtown district of Chicago, they can hit a button, and people are carrying an alert on their cell phone, tells them to show up at such and such a corner, because there's two or three gangs of you know 50 people ready to shoot all these cops down. Just like the kill zone that happened in Nigeria the other day, if we had civilians there, someone with trauma skills or nursing skills, they could actually, you know, put fingers in holes if people got bullet wounds. They can be carrying some little emergency kits in the back of their car that they have. They can arrive with their own personal weapon and their own body armor, and they can assist the cops to make sure so that their cities are safe and they're safe for their kids and sons and daughters to go to school or work. 
That, to me, is a solution to arm with lethal and non-lethal systems and to make sure the police have the proper equipment to engage, which, by the way, Trump did the other day. He allowed, two, I think two months ago, they, to go to the armories and get military-grade hardware to engage these gangs that are always one up on the, in terms of the type of caliber of the weapon that they carry compared to the police. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you, you have to engage the enemy, you know, whether they're domestic or whether they're foreign. And right. uh, the rules of engagement need to be changed, and I think Mattis is already starting to um, change a lot of those rules of engagement. They're allowing, you know, the people on the ground to make more of the decisions instead of being micromanaged from Washington. Right. Well, that was Obama always trying to act in a, a better situation. We call him the wimp in chief, Mr. Obama. I call him the Abominator. You know, it's almost like the reverse of the Terminator, only he's trying to terminate the constitutional Second Amendment right public and then make sure, you know, what we call newspeak is always politically correct. If you say something impolitically correct, like in Canada, against a sexual orientation group or Muslims or Islam or Muhammad, you go to the big house, you go to jail. That's Canada. Yeah, I, I think the bottom line is that we have had a devastating eight years under Barack Obama. He's done everything he could to fundamentally transform this country, and now we have a situation and an opportunity. Let's face it, it's an opportunity right now with President Trump to change things back. And unfortunately, we are being uh, blocked at every single you know time we try to get something done, and it's not even the Democrats. The Democrats are always going to be obstructionists. Right. You never would have thought that the Republicans would take it to this degree. And as I've said many times before, Republicans do not want to be in the majority. They do not want the responsibility of governing, and therefore they hate President Trump so much because he beat all of them and he did it his way. And because mm-hmm. of that, they hate him so much that they're willing to go back into the minority just so that he's not successful. I truly well, yeah. believe that in my core, uh-huh. and that is a sad reality of what we see in Washington. Well, you ever, have you ever gone to a farm and you see the little piggies at the trough? They're at what's called the donor trough. And everything, yeah. they're not concerned about the public or legislation or what's right for America. They're worried about, can I be in a position where I can stay at the donor trough even if in opposition? And they've decided collectively, a lot of the Republicans, they'd rather be in the opposition as in the donor trough. Yep. Absolutely now, correct. And that reality. Yeah, the solution, though, is people. Uh, for example, uh, <clears throat> and we'll talk about this when we get Pastor Butch on in the third hour, but, and uh, Derek uh, Gilbert here in the next segments, yeah. but people need to understand what you're talking about is we need to make sure that we honor the 1934 law, but not beyond that. We also need to have better systems to that. If anybody is given by their doctor or their health professional or the VA any of these classes of drugs, they immediately need to be tweaked it's part of the database of the three M's. Metadata, social media, purchases, etc. For example, the fact that this guy purchases many armaments and material to make bombs at the same time he's put on these drugs should have been enough to, to trigger a, an evaluation. Whether it's an artificial intelligence evaluation, once it gets to a certain score, you need to have an agent assigned. And we, got, we call it the pre-crime assessment team. We're not talking about a police society where you have metal detectors everywhere because metal detectors are not going to work if you have plastic guns or chemicals. I mean, I can think of dozens of ways of making up lethal uh, things that can completely evade any technology the police or the government wants to do to actually stop me from killing. If I want to kill people, i got skill sets. I can make a half a dozen plus weapons and chemical and other weapons that can completely evade metal detectors, sniffer machines, sniffer dogs or anything that will still make me yeah. lethal. So this idea is somehow they think that without monitoring people, they can fix this. And you don't need a fixed diagnosis of mental illness either. If he's just on the drugs, he needs to, and he bought, you know, this many new things, including these bomb materials. The very fact that he got the chemicals that could make it, 
he should have had a visit. Exactly. Absolutely correct. Not that would have stopped more, it. Especially on that last part. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, All Josh. Right. We'll have you back next week. A full, hopefully, full hour yeah, on your uh, high quality, uh, <laughs> high quality Skype connection. Yeah, always amazing. Okay. And again, your website, you're over at Patreon, is patreon.com forward slash Josh Bernstein and uh, amac.us. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, and one of my favorite guests. Uh, recently, we've done uh, a bunch of uh, programs over the last um, a couple months. Also, some videos. In fact, we did part one of uh, Derek P. Gilbert. He's an amazing author. He's one of the main people over at Skywatch TV in our Skywatch TV bookstore. If you go to skywatchtv.com, they also have a bookstore over there and a tremendous number of videos, including Tom Horn, uh, many other great guests like Mark Taylor and Mary Colbert, uh, many top experts coming in who I call... I call the academic cream of the crop in terms of academically accurate and logical Christians, which is really important. Uh, you know, God doesn't ask you to leave your frontal cortex at the door when you enter the church. He wants you to use your intellect and your spirit. So the two witnesses are your mind and your soul when you pray on anything after you've intellectually absorbed and analyzed it, which you've done an amazing job, uh, uh, Derek, with your book, The Great Inception, Psyops from Eden to Armageddon. And that your book is available, by the way, uh, at Skywatch TV Bookstore. Plus, you can also purchase it over at Amazon.com. And what other bookstores are available that can do that, too? Uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, pretty much any brick-and-mortar store. But uh, the uh, the main locations would be, uh, of course, Amazon.com and the Skywatch TV Bookstore, which is SkywatchTVStore.com, where we offer a, a package with uh, another excellent book that we recommend, Reversing Hermon by uh, Dr. Michael Heiser. Yeah. Now, now, Dr. Michael Heiser did an interesting thing. I'd like to get him back on if you can get a talk to him. I've had him on once, but you need to have him more often. And one thing you mentioned in one of the first shows we did uh, now several months ago is that his book was a good basis for academically, along with all the other material, about the uh, reversing Hermann. And what he's basically doing is kind of an academic twist of words or metaphor is uh, 200 of the Nephilim or fallen ones came down to Mount Hermon in northern uh, Lebanon and they actually transferred technology to human beings and became the overlords of the ancient world. In fact, this is what precipitated uh, the flood of, of Noah that God sent as a judgment to take away the genetically hybridized humans that were not perfect in their generations. In fact, that's one of the statements made uh, about, uh, about Noah is that he was perfect in his generations and his three sons and their wives. So people need to understand what that means. If you look at the ancient Hebrew, it means they weren't genetically tampered with. Uh, we're, we're talking about technologies that we're only starting to get into with CRISPR-Cas9 protocol and others. But these ancient technologies of agronomics, metallurgy, warfare, and what we call sorceries, which is actually pharmacology, the Revelation 9 statement that they did not repent of their sorceries, the actual word translated from Greece is pharmacies. And, of course, mm-hmm. I've taken the P off pharmacy to call it the harmacy. Do you like that? Harmacy. <laughs> <laughs> And as a doctor, I'm qualified to say that. I can tell you exactly what kind of harm it will do to you, just like the drugs given to this guy, uh, Pratic. Uh, and the gentleman that called in in the first of the show, actually we usually don't take calls an hour one of our wellness hour, people need to know I've seen personally in the emergency and trauma and burn units lots of people who have taken drugs from their doctor from the pharmacy. It's a bad thing. Mm. Not only illegal drugs, but medical drugs, doctor drugs. 
That's so, something that the media, the major media, doesn't report on very often, and that seems to be a consistent thread between uh, a number of people who've gone off uh, and uh, and in similar crimes, mass shootings. Uh, you know, the the uh, influence of of what, what are supposed to be antidepressants or or other. Uh, arm, other pharmacological drugs that were prescribed uh, in in their state of mind. Yeah, I think the problem uh, I think is that uh, firstly the big donors that donate to the advertisement on major network shows like Fox and the CBS, CNN, whatever called the Criminal News Network or the uh, Clinton News Network, I mean, be even better name. Uh, a lot of the uh, donors and the big money people are pharmacological big drug companies and. Yeah, even though they may announce six seconds of benefits, they get 54 seconds of how it'll make your life miserable and kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, of most of these drugs, it's it's actually quite humorous. They could use it as material in kind of dark comedy, stand-up comedy up in Los Angeles to say that somebody just comes up and actually gives a list of drugs and just reads off the black box warning on the drugs, and people be laughing and getting drunk and eating their munchies, thinking this is all made up. This is good material. Where'd you get it? We read it from the PDR, the Physician's Desk Reference. You know, or you know, police reports about things that happened, like a vet came back, he was put on a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, and said, "Hey, it's a good day to kill myself and my family. Let's go for it." Or like this guy who was sleep deprived, who was put on a benzodiazepine. This is a really bad idea to do this. Put someone on GABA agonist drug. Maybe he's also on a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. He could be taking illegal drugs or taking uppers. And you combine all these things, and you get a psychotic break. Duh, it's not that difficult to, to see that most of these people that do violent crimes are either on drugs, illegal drugs, and legal drugs from their doctor, and the combination is really deadly. Well, one of the reasons that, uh, I think that the uh, author of the New Testament, uh, you know, John and others in the New Testament, used the word pharmakia to designate sorcery is because uh, they understood, as the Holy Spirit obviously would have, in guiding them and writing it, that there are certain chemicals that introduced into the body can open up channels of communication between uh, the natural realm and the supernatural realm. Yeah, do you, you know, you're familiar with ayahuasca and other types of combinations right, like absolutely. PC or I imagine mushrooms or fencyclidine, etc. Right. I, I've interviewed Dr. Rick Strassman, who uh, wrote the book uh, some years back called uh, The Spirit Molecule, and then followed it up with a book called The Spirit of Prophecy, because it was his contention, his belief, that the DMT, which is produced in very small amounts by the pituitary gland, uh, when consumed uh, orally or injected or, or smoked, can uh, you know, allow us to uh, receive the same type of communications that the ancient Hebrew prophets did. The main yeah, difference, of course, yeah. is that... I'll tell you how it works. I'll tell you how it works. You want to hear the, the, the mechanism? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Our pineal gland, which is the, the gland that looks like a pine cone, is the singular gland in the brain. And it was a thousand years ago that a Catholic anatomist actually hypothesized correctly that it must be the seat of the soul. Now, if you read the book of Genesis, it talks about the silver cord uh, and the golden bowl. What they're referring to is the golden bowl being your cortex, and the silver cord is the pineal gland attached to the cord of living waters. So the connection between your physical body and your soul, your higher self, is the pineal gland and it's through uh, magnetite and what's called torsion field transducers in the court in the in the, the court of living waters that connects the spirit part of your body to your physical body okay and it's through the pineal gland and that's where these drugs take effect whether it's uh, drugs like melatonin serotonin dimethyltryptamine ayahuasca whatever they open up what's called the astral eye 
Now you'll notice that there's no such story about anybody becoming a prophet after the age of eight. Do you know why that is? Uh, no. No, the reason is because you're in theta. And when you're in theta, you're in dream state. So all children, until roughly eight or shortly thereafter, they stop being in theta and they start to get in more alpha rhythms and so on. So if you have someone that their astral eye opens before their eight years of age or by the eight years of age, they have enough intellect to understand the world and to actually see the astral world and not go crazy. So if you open up that astral or the spirit eye, you start seeing things you don't fully understand and you can go insane. So all prophets, you'll see through the Bible, had to be declared a prophet by the time they're eight years of age, or they weren't. You don't get a prophet that at 28 or 30, all of a sudden they start having prophetic visions. If they aren't declared by the age of eight, like Samuel, they aren't. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Hmm. And there's an anatomical and neurophysiological basis for that. Hmm. Now, if you die, if you have a near-death experience, the court of living waters doesn't break even if you go to heaven. If the court of living waters breaks, you're not coming back. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, they, call it the, they call it the silver cord, is what it's called in Genesis. Yeah. Huh. Well, again, the, the main difference between what the, uh, the researchers who are trying to force the issue uh, want to accomplish with uh, chemicals like DMT and the uh, prophets of the Bible is that uh, they were called by God and that God initiated contact and initiated the uh, communications. Oh, yeah. exactly. it's, not always, it's always that way. It's never us going to say, hey, God, I've just got your number. I'm going to call you. No, no, no. Right. God always makes the first to call to us. Yeah, and he may now, he may make calls back by prayer, but it's always God initiates the first call. Right, and uh, he made it very clear to uh, Moses to pass on to the uh, the Israelites that they weren't supposed to try to initiate that contact, which is why uh, the uh, communication through necromancy and through mediums was absolutely forbidden. Well, that's why, for example, remember in this story we talked about in another show, why uh, when King Saul went to the witch Andor and he tried to, to summon Samuel so he could ask him a question, God permission the entity, whatever it was, to tell him a prophetic word that he was under damnation for doing this and he would die. Remember that? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, in other words, if you try to contact the dead to get advice, God's going to let you get advice right, but it's going to be not good. <laughs> I call it the Saul effect. What do you think of that? <laughs> Back in a minute. Welcome back, and uh, we have the uh, brilliant Derek P. Gilbert, and a book. Your book is called "The Great Inception." Is the uh, psyops from Eden to Armageddon? If you actually read through it systematically, it's very scary how you dissect through and show. For example, if we look at the psyops of this guy, now we can determine whether he was an ISIS member or he's psychotic on drugs or whatever. But if you look ultimately at Lucifer, why this event happened? You'd have to think toward to 2018 and 2020. You know, and you look at society in America, they want gun confiscation, not just gun control. They don't want to just get rid of bump stocks or things that can make a fully automatic weapon like the 1934 weapon against fully automatic machine guns. We're talking about the state wants to do that because their ultimate goal is to give every American citizen the most powerful nation in history the mark of the beast. Now, if you don't think that's coming, you're not paying attention. Everybody's got their cell phone now. They've got cell phone pay. They're walking around. They, how many people actually use cash? How many people have cash in their pocket? None. Almost none. I mean, 
how many people actually have $20 bills or anything? And some currencies in some countries like India, they've gotten rid of the lower currencies, although the untouchable class can't even have a bank account because they're not considered, they're so considered so lowly, they can't even qualify for a bank, so they're starving to death in India since last November 2016. What do you think? Well, I, I agree with you. I think there's a, uh, a, a program of, of increasing control at the top of the pyramid, and those at the top of the pyramid are, are trying to make it uh, illegal for us to use cash. There's certainly a war on cash out there. We see that uh, the 500 euro notes are uh, on the way out, and here in the United States, it seems like a co- every couple of weeks we see another op-ed piece by an economist uh, Either calling for the elimination of $100 bills and, and, and higher denominations because the only people who use those are uh, tax cheats, terrorists, and uh, drug lords. Right. Um, and the, the reason for that is because they want to force us into taking the mark of the beast or some form of electronic currency, which means banks would become uh, necessary. Everybody would have to have a bank because uh, you know, right. right now, if you've got cash, you can stick it in a coffee can, bury it in the yard, whatever, stuff it under a mattress, but you can't do that with bits and bytes. So, right. exactly. Now, one of the things that I, I want people to, to understand is, if you're just looking at it from Lucifer's point of view, let's say we we talk about a screw tape letters little dialogue, and I can change my voice to do a, a minion voice for a minute. <laughs> Satan, it's so wonderful. This event that just happened at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. By 2020, the Democrats will be screaming, asking for gun confiscation. They just won't want bump stocks. They don't want to get rid of fully automatic weapons and once we disarm them 384 million guns will be gone and the American public will be defenseless and we can force the mark at first we'll candy coat it'll be like lollipop money they'll love it but before they know it they'll realize they'll be licking down to the cyanide part and we'll have total control if they do anything or put on social media anything we don't like we just press alt delete and when they stop existing in cyberspace they won't be able to buy or sell what do you think Lord Satan. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does. And, and you know, it's, it's always about the people at the top of the pyramid keeping their, keeping their guns while taking away uh, everyone else's. Oh, yeah. Hillary, I'm sure, has a security force. So does Nancy Pelosi. All sure. these millionaire Hollywood, Hollywood stars, even J-Lo, I guarantee you that they all have you know, security forces around. Yeah. And uh, so th- that's what we're... That's that's what these these events are used for. Um, they're, right. they're politicized even before the the crime scenes have been, uh, you know, have been. Well, a lot of them are massaged. For example, we, we we see these 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 car activities in Europe, like the one in the Christmas lighting ceremony. I think about a year ago now, Christmas, where they killed all these people in Germany. People need to know the security forces knew about these guys. Sometimes they knew their GPS coordinates of their apartment and were tracking them. This one guy in Italy that did this had killed a lot of people, burned down their their storage, their their prison site, and because he was an illegal immigrant from North Africa, this guy that did this murder over in in, uh, in uh, Germany, and then after they were they were going to you know extradite him, uh, basically he escaped from Italy and just got on a train and went to Germany and they couldn't do it, so he ended up in Germany and the Germans have been monitoring this guy, they had tons of data, I'm sure the same with the Santorov brothers and the people, this young fellow that was five years ago. <coughs> ready to blow up a uh, Christmas lighting ceremony in uh, Portland, Oregon. So what people need to start realizing is our new FBI director is going to start using metadata, which is good. We're not talking about a surveillance or police state. We're talking about a surveillance state 
where if you don't have surveillance down the road 10 years, you'll have surveillance drones scanning your house to look at the terahertz signature of your bones from the, from the roof of your home or 150 yards up, you won't even see or hear it. And it'll know who's inside your house and what room they're in. That can hit you with a directed energy weapon, a bullet, a laser, or God knows what. And people think, well, this can't happen. Look, they're going to have smart dust everywhere. They'll have a total intelligence network set up everywhere. And I just want something simple. I call it metadata, money, and mental health. If you're on these drugs and you're buying a whole lot of bomb materials, you should have a visit. But you don't need to start confiscating guns. What you want is you want, I would actually pay personally so a black mama or grandma in Detroit or in Chicago would have a gun and the, the sheriff's office would call her and say, hey, mama, there's somebody down two blocks down from you. There's a gang of 20 guys that are going to try to kill six cops and two squad cars. Show up. And guess what? If she shows up, and women are usually better shot than men, that'll be the end of the gangs. The gangs will be have their guns confiscated and go to jail. That'll be the end of the story. But we don't think of that, do we? No, no. Well, again, it's uh, the... Yeah, it's it's the... the uh, yeah. runs counter to the, the, the goal, which is to uh, de... You know, disarm the rest of us while while hanging onto their weapons and, and their guns. Well, uh, people know the, the ultimate goal is this called resilient uh, cities or the ICLE project. You heard about that? The United Nations ICLE, and, uh, and they met I, forty times. They met forty times with Obama, and they plan on having twelve super cities of five million each, with three hundred square foot apartments for each human being in America, all in central United States, with no rural and no coastal populations at all. Did you know that? And they plan on having this by twenty twenty five. We're only I've talking seen, about we're only talking about eight years now. Yeah, I've seen the speculation. Uh, all I can say, you know, living out here in the uh, the the Ozarks uh, and getting to know some of the folks around here, just good good luck with that. Well, uh, <laughs> let's let's play, to play in my play in my name. Believe it or not, and believe it or not, these guys are devils. Okay, but they know who Deagle is, and a lot of the powers that be are terrified of me, and they should be. If you go to Deagle D E A G E L dot com, it's a military site, and you'll see all kinds of crazy stuff. That, that sounds off like like you, Deagle. Your name is D E A G L E, which is a Norwegian name for the the three eagles in flight. They're come come from my I got Norwegian ancestry. So no, no, this is D E A G E L, and it's a military site with all these crazy things. And if you go to ICLE, I C L E I, which is United Nations affiliate site or the or what's called the Resilient Cities Projects. Whoa, I mean this is right out of nightmare stuff. This is the kind of material that if you wrote a movie on it, people say, I do not want. This script, it's too crazy, nobody will believe it even in a B-movie, but whatever drugs you were taking when you wrote the script, I want them. Hmm. I tell so bad it is. It's that crazy, and you actually, I tell people the most important thing is, please, for God's sake, don't believe anything I say. Google it, but I tell you these things are going to be selective because it's a sewer net, and then do a very powerful thing that I learned in three years of age before I even went to school. It's called reading. Read yeah. it. Read it, weep, and then pray afterwards and say, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Deagle's not crazy. Oh, my gosh. You know the most frightening thing is you get somebody that you consider nuts like me that it turns out to be true. That's scary stuff. Well, and Bill, one of the things we talked about uh, today, the, the program that uh, we recorded earlier today with Tom Horn is our weekly Sci Friday broadcast. We talked about uh, the the use of technology and how it's uh, you know the, the goal is to is to become as gods, but of course it's all you know for the elites, the uh, the ones who can actually afford the technology. But one of the one of the consequences of constantly having smartphones and tablets in the hands of our kids is that they can no longer think critically. They're not capable of reading uh, right. with any depth, and they're not thinking with any depth anymore. So they are not um, prepared to think through and process this information to to realize what's happening to them. 
I got a process, another metaphor for you to make you laugh. And you know how people think logically and they make you know subconcepts, super concepts, paragraph sentences. Hey, you know, if you actually learn grammar and diction, it helps you to think correctly, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've got a new a cortical explanation for these kids that are using their thumbs really fast. I call it the Twitter brain effect. Yeah, they can only all think in 140 character bites, sound bites that aren't even necessary sentences with one subject, one object, and actual intention to actually string things together in a logical concept. So they're actually being uh, geostrategically and intellectually harmed so that their intellectual capacity to see novel situations and problem solve is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Crazy, isn't it? And they're actually speaking with uh, some of those uh, acronyms. Wow. Right. Yeah, we are. Listen, we're going to get you back on the program. Um, I will have you on probably, I don't think we're scheduled for next week, but let's schedule for the week after. We'll get you back in, in here yeah. and talk about a lot of these issues. Again, the place to visit is skywatchtv.com. The book is called The Great Inception, Satan's Psyops from Eden to Armageddon. You can go to Skywatch TV bookstore, and there's all kinds of amazing books. In fact, mention to Tom Horn and the staff to contact me. I know he has a new book out now as well. And we'll see you about a week, uh, a little over a week from now, on the air. Plus, we should do some. We can do some uh, podcasting. I usually podcast an hour before the show, Monday to Friday, or on Sunday because I take the Sabbath Saturday off. And uh, we're going to have Pastor Butch Pa on the program. We'll have quite a history with Pastor Butch. Thank you, Derek P. Gilbert, amazing, brilliant man, and a believer, a Christian. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.